Next on Making Sense of the Madness, Biden says we have to choose between low gas prices and Putin's iron fist in Europe. Cynthia Hughes reports on the torture of January 6th political prisoners. And Alexander Bruce reports on the Uvalde mass shooting aftermath and leftists who are storming a state capitol. We're going to question the mainstream narrative and expose media propaganda right now. knowing full well the cost. So for all those Republicans in Congress criticizing me today for high gas prices in America, are you now saying we were wrong to support Ukraine? Are you saying we were wrong to stand up to Putin? Are you saying that we would rather have lower gas prices in America and Putin's iron fist in Europe? I don't believe that. I don't know about you, but I'm getting pretty tired of using Russia as the scapegoat for all of our problems. The issue is that the facts, they stand in the way. You know, here's an image of the gas price rises since Biden took office and since the war in Ukraine. And next, take a look at the inflation rate since Biden took office and since the war in Ukraine. You know, inflation can really sneak up on you. You know, every month things cost just a little bit more by the end of the year, you're broke. It's really a hidden tax that's squeezing the poor and the middle class. Let's take a look at this interactive graph that shows how much inflation has skyrocketed. that Joe Biden chose the soundtrack to make that see those depressing numbers seem more upbeat. But, you know, Biden can continue to blame gas prices and inflation on everyone else but himself. But even the Fed chair is countering the Biden administration. Let's take a look. I realize there are a number of factors that play a role in the historic inflation that we're experiencing. Uh, supply chain disruptions, regulations that constrain supply. We've got rising inflation expectations and excessive physical spending, but the problem hasn't sprung out of nowhere. And in January of 2021, inflation was at 1.4%. By December of 2021, it had risen to 7%, a five-fold increase. Now, since the war in Ukraine began in late February, the rate of inflation has risen incrementally another 1.6% to a current level of 8.6%. So again, uh, from 7% to 8.6%. Given how inflation has escalated over the past 18 months, would you say that the war in Ukraine is the primary driver of inflation in America? No, inflation was high before, certainly before the uh, war in Ukraine broke out. Uh, I'm glad to hear you say that. The Biden administration seems to be intent on deflecting blame, and as recently as just this past Sunday, spread the misinformation that Putin's invasion of Ukraine is the, quote, biggest single driver of inflation. I'm glad you agree with me that that is not the truth. Yeah, it looks like Biden is on his own on this one. His usual allies, they're not covering for him anymore. And his poll numbers show that the American people know this is his fault. You see, all this is on purpose. The so-called elite want to squeeze the middle class. And you can look at this housing chart and see that the value of homes were skyrocketing while people's incomes were actually falling. You know, it's not hard to figure out what the chart means because you're living it right now. And if you're a millennial, chances are you're living with your parents or you're paying sky high rents. You know, these visuals were from Neon Revolt and the Wall Street Silver account on Gab.com, and they're actively tracking our stagflationary decline. And to compound worker, working Americans suffering, they're now forced to flee to Mexico to get baby formula. Let's take a look. Come to Tijuana to buy. I think it's gonna be 
not difficult for anybody at the stage just to come over and, and try to get something. He just asked me like uh, two hours ago, now that I'm in Tijuana, if I would be able just to stop by uh, the Costco local Costco store to see if I can buy the, the formula for the babies. The baby formula shortage is only getting worse. The out-of-stock rate hit 70% last week, nearly double the 40% rate in April. Some parents are taking matters into their own hands, even starting to travel to Mexico to find supplies. Family doctor and Fox News contributor Dr. Jeanette Nishawat joins us now. Uh, boy, I mean, you know, we talk a lot about illegal immigration and Mexicans coming here. Now Americans are going to Mexico for baby formula. Uh, Yes, Americans are going to Mexico for baby formula. That's something you probably never thought you'd hear in your life. But you know, this is not just incompetence of the Biden regime. This is actually warfare, financial warfare and other types of warfare on our own people. And there's a whole Ponzi scheme of our financial system that was really doomed to crash and it will crash. And it's better that it happens on Biden's watch, to be honest, because you know, then the history books can recount what Joe Biden and the Democrats did to America, and what Trump and his army of loyal patriots did to save America. You know, it hasn't happened yet, but it's coming to a theater near you, and you won't really need to be watching because you'll be creating history. I'm not talking about violence here. I'm talking about recreating America into what we want it to be outside of the globalist Great Reset. You know, the Patriot Reset can usher in a new era of freedom and prosperity. You know, the best is yet to come. And we're going to get into how we can do that with our other guests. Next is Cynthia Hughes. She will report on how we can support political prisoners and their families as soon as we get back. April 11th, 2022 is 10.49 a.m. I want to show you something. So I'm back in my old cell uh, because of the clogged toilet. Look, I don't know if you'll be able to see, but they left water. Poop water, presumably. On the ground, can you see it? Can you see it? If not, well, it's there. Um, but even crazier, right? So... I don't know if I mentioned if it's my birthday, but it is. And I got my own version. I kid you not, man. I could not believe it. I got my own version of fireworks coming from my sink. It was the most disgusting uh, explosion I've ever seen in person. And I collected some samples. And I'm going to bring it in court and present it. But this is some... I don't know if you can make this out, but this is some of the fluid that shot out from that sink. This is not drugs, okay? These headphones, uh, this is a headphone case. Um, and look at this, bro. This is, I, I shoved it in there with it because it exploded all over my toothbrush. It was right next to the sink. Right? You know, I've watched that full video several times. It always surprises me how that young man has kept his spirits up despite attempts to demoralize him and break him psychologically. I'm joined by Cynthia Hughes, the founder of the Patriot Freedom Project. Cynthia, any comment on that video that we just watched and any other testimonies of conditions that you'd like to share? Um, I, I don't know a lot about um, the video and um, that gentleman in particular, but um, the conditions in the DC jail are, you know, they haven't changed. They, they're the same. Um, they, um, they still are in solitary confinement like conditions. They get, you know, four to five hours out of their cell per day. Um, their food choices have not changed. In fact, um, I do anticipate, you know, many health issues for a lot of these men, um, due to inadequate nutrition. Um, you know, my nephew in particular, he 
He had a very, very severe ear infection a few months ago. He hasn't seen a doctor. He didn't see a doctor then. He hasn't seen one now. Um, and he has hearing loss in both of his ears. Is it permanent? That remains to be seen. We won't know until we see a specialist. Um, they're still suffering, you know, um, you know, uh, issues with the guards. Nothing has changed within the DC jail. The families still have not had in-person visits. I tried to visit. I wanted to visit my nephew last week when I was in DC and I wasn't allowed to because I'm not vaccinated. Um, and they don't allow video visits. So you're talking 18 months just about. A lot of wives have not seen their husbands and you can't even have a video visit. The other jails are a little bit different. The, the conditions are definitely better than that in DC. Um, there's video visits. There are some in-person visits. I think, um, I actually, I take that back. I don't think there are in-person visits going on yet. Um, lawyers obviously get to visit, but the conditions in DC are just, they're barbaric. They really, really are. And it's very, very alarming. And everybody in this country should know. I know a lot of people that don't agree with January 6th, people on the left, you know, or even, even people on the right that don't like Donald Trump, you know, they'll say that these people deserve it. These people, you know, they should have thought about this. They should be in jail for the rest of their life. I mean, is that, is that really common sense? In this country, well, everybody is supposed to be torturing uh, war criminals. Uh, so to do it to our own people, the punishment doesn't match the crime here. Um, you know, no. I, I wanted to talk about your, your nephew's trial because, you know, you've got uh, six trial, jury trials so far, all resulted in a guilty verdict, including uh, your nephew's. Can you tell us about his trial? Sure, I would love to. So all jury trials have resulted in a guilty verdict. We've only had um, six. Tim was the sixth trial. Um, our trial was five days. The first day was, you know, vetting D.C. residents to sit on the jury. I knew very quickly we were going to be in trouble. You're, you're talking about a city that is 98% Democrat, and these people are very upset about January 6th. These people are very angry about January 6th. They told the judge they didn't think that they could put their emotions aside, their bias aside. You had a judge who was compelling them to do their civic duty, that they had to do their civic duty. None of these trials should happen in D.C. They should not be heard in D.C. And they should definitely be televised so everybody can see what's really happening. Tim's prosecutor, I, I have to really be careful with my words right now, but she was evil. She was very, very just, she had nothing but contempt. You could hear it in everything that she said. You could hear it in everything that she felt. Her whole, you know, case that she was building against him, you could just see hatred from this woman. Um, she's definitely a prosecutor you would want on your case if you had a crime committed against you. But for something like this, I mean, Tim did not commit any violent crimes. He was not accused of any violent crimes. But because Tim went inside the Capitol and Tim said some things, you know, he should rot in jail for the rest of his life if she had her way. And that is what the people who are, you know, charged in connection with the January 6th protests are facing. And do you think that a change of venue is possible? You know, what are your thoughts on that? They haven't been yet. I mean, every change of venue motion that's been filed has been denied up to this point. Um, and these judges know what's going on is wrong. These judges, we here, uh, last week, there's a gentleman, his name is uh, um, J.D. Rivera, uh, G Jesus Rivera, or Jesus, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but um, he, he, he didn't do anything violent. He had no violent charges. He went in front of his judge um, last week, and she literally said in her opinion that you know, J.D. chose a side and it was the side of insurrection. This was from a judge who found him guilty and makes a statement like that. That is what we're dealing with. The government he, filed papers uh, yesterday. He wasn't charged with insurrection, right? No, no one was charged with insurrection. Been. Nobody's been charged so with insurrection. So it's very odd Not for a judge person. to use legal language like that that doesn't, doesn't reflect the, uh, <laughs> the charge or the verdict. 
Um, so tell me about the committee hearings, these, the unselect committee hearings, you know, what are your impressions? Have you watched those? Well, no, I watched the clips because I, I wouldn't waste my precious, my time is too precious, um, to waste on Liz Cheney and her, you know, her clown show. If you, if you do listen to, you know, the, the certain clips, the entire thing is about Donald Trump. It's always about Donald Trump. They don't like Donald Trump. They hate Donald Trump. They don't want him to be the president. They don't want him to run in 24. And so these people, all 860 plus people, and you and, and whoever else, you know, you know, wants to just be able to vote for who they choose to vote for, um, you know, we have to be caught up in this you know, in this political game of theater. And that is what Liz Cheney has created here. And she's not the only one. I mean, look at all of them. I mean, let's look at what happened last week with um, Stephen Colbert's little, you know, posse, right? We had a press conference at the Capitol last week with members of Congress. We had it last Wednesday and all seven of those people crashed our, our press conference. And if you look at the Breitbart video, you'll see if you go to point 30, you'll see, you know, I was making a statement and you'll see, you know, the, the dog puppeteer, um, you know, desperately trying to make a mockery out of, you know, my statements and, you know, make a mockery out of Jerry Perna and, and her speaking about, you know, um, the tragedy surrounding her family and her nephew. This is the mentality of these people. They don't believe that, uh, that anybody that voted for Trump or anybody that supported Trump deserves a fair trial or due process. It, it's maddening and it's it's really disgusting and more people need to speak up and speak out and speak against it. Even if you don't like Donald Trump, you don't support Donald Trump, you don't want to vote for Donald Trump, that's fine. But you know what's going on in this country is wrong and you should you should stand up for the people in this country because it's this is falling on all of our backs. The the crusade that Adam Schiff and Fancy Nancy and all these people. I mean, it's been endless since 2017. It's enough now. Right. You can only blame uh, Russia so many times for all of these things. And it, it never turns out to be true. And I think this is going to backfire on them. I mean, they're putting the election integrity on trial, and that's not going to hold up because people are going to start questioning it more and more and start looking at the facts. And now Donald Trump is demanding equal time. It'll be interesting what he presents if he's given it a chance to talk about the election fraud. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we want to hear about the families of the J6ers, how they're doing as soon as we get back. Inflation is out of control. The price of gasoline has doubled in a very short time and interest rates are set to rise. How do you protect and grow your portfolio to make sure that you do not outlive your assets? Invest in annuities that have rate lock. Rate lock is an innovative new feature that allows you to lock in your rate of return at any time during the year to lock in these volatile upswings of the market. And unlike CDs and money market accounts, they accumulate tax deferred and can participate in the upside of market indexes. And they're probate free and they can provide an income that you can't outlive. With all the different companies, features, indexes, and benefits which annuities offer, it can be confusing to choose which annuity is best for your unique situation. Let a company you can trust help you select a rate lock annuity that's right for you. Add an annuity to your retirement portfolio and start enjoying the many benefits that smart investors love. Call the Cleveland Insurance Group at 844-USA-2024. That's the Cleveland Insurance Group at 844-USA-2024. Cleveland Insurance Group, 844 USA 2024. We're talking to Cynthia Hughes of the Patriot Freedom Project. Many of the families of the January Sixers are in dire straits. Can you tell us how they're doing? Um, you know, a year ago when I created Patriot Freedom Project, almost a year ago, um, you know, we were just learning about the, the different financial hardships and crises that these families were facing you know fast forward all these months later you know i now i really know what what's going on and it's it's not getting any better you know you have a lot of women who are working you know not one but two jobs you have women who are trying to keep their head above water they have to pay a mortgage they have to pay a rent they have to pay utilities they have to keep their cell phone on 
Um, you know, and now they have extra expenses because, you know, you got to keep the phone account full so you can get, you know, a phone call from your husband or your loved one. Um, if you want a video visit, you have to keep that account full so you can get, you know, be able to look and, and, and blow a kiss to your loved one and, and let them know that you're here and you love them. And then there's commissary and commissary is very important because the food choices in these jails are so horrific. At least through the commissary, they can get something of nutritional value. So in addition to their, you know, their everyday expenses, now they have that on their plate. Now we're in the, you know, the summer months. Kids are out of school. These families, you know, they have to find childcare. They have to get, you know, summer camp. And, you know, you think about uh, health insurance. A lot of these families have lost their health insurance now because their husband is either behind bars or on, you know, home confinement and has lost their job. So the fallout from this is so, you know, astronomical and so big, people do not realize how much damage and collateral damage, I should say, is, you know, you know, being put, you know, on the on the American people, specifically these people. And why do these children have to try to understand my mom is at home because she's working, you know, you know, two jobs. And, you know, why did I have to move from the house, the only house I've known? Why did I have to change schools? You know, then these women have to face, we're going to come up on the holidays before we know it. Do I pay my bills or do I buy my son a Christmas present? It, the list is long. Um, if you go to our website, patriotfreedomproject.com, you'll see the many ways that you can help support these, these women and these families. They need as much, you know, emotional support, financial support. Um, and, and so do the lawyers. You know, the lawyers are really you know, in, in true battle. And we need a lot of lawyers to come on board to help the lawyers that are already taking cases on. We need investigators. We need researchers. We need, you know, forensic auditors. We need people to get behind us and really, really help these lawyers fight these cases and see them all the way, you know, to the finish line. What do you mean by researchers and, and auditors and so forth? Uh, what, what types of people, Am amateur researchers, professional auditors, professional. you know, what are the types of tasks that need to be done? Is this in support of the lawyers doing the, the cases? Yeah, yeah, you know, the lawyers, you know, they, you know, if they have a small firm, you know, they need, you know, they need assistance, they need help. You know, there's a lot of discovery for them to go through. Um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, paperwork to go through and video and, and, and you know, pictures. And they, they do. They, they need, you know, support. And you have to have the right people come forward. I mean, you have to have people that have knowledge in these fields and people that, you know, are licensed to, to you know, to be able to do, you know, work like that, paralegals. And, of course, you know, we welcome everybody to, um, you know, inquire or, you know, send us a resume, you know, get in touch with us. And we pass the information over to to our lawyers. But you have to be, you know, licensed, registered. You know, you have to have the credentials to be able to work on these cases. They're very. Um, we have to be very careful. We can't. We cannot do. Every every I has to be dotted and T has to be crossed because you're dealing with a very evil government, in my opinion. And you guys need as many resources as you can because they're they're putting the full resources of the federal government uh, behind their side. So anyone out there, if you're a paralegal, uh, please uh, contact uh, on the, the website. Uh, so is there any other updates that you want to give us? We're running out of time. Anything else you wanted to share with the audience today? Um, you know, we have a legal fellowship that we're going, um, that, that we created in, um, in honor of Matthew Perna and Ashley Babbitt. And we're asking, um, you know, law students, to send in, um, you know, like an opinion piece of legal brief about what they think of the, of the Sixth Amendment and the violation of one's civil rights. And if you visit our website, you'll see on the homepage um, the information about how you can um, apply to that. Um, the lawyer that ha has come up with this great idea to, you know, to, to do this contest um, is putting up her own money and she's paying a $5,000 um, you know, um, prize to the winning, you know, essay. So I encourage, you know, uh, law students, um, you know, to, to go on and, and, and visit um, Patriot Freedom Project to see, 
how you can apply to that. And I just ask people to, to visit Patriot Freedom Project to see all the many ways you can help um, you know, support the families and support the children. Um, the holidays are going to be coming up. Back to school will be coming up. And, um, you know, and we, we need support. The lawyers need support. The families need support. You can visit us at PatriotFreedomProject.com. You can find us on Truth Social. You can find us on Telegram, Twitter, Gab, Getter. Um, and you can always email us with any questions. Info at PatriotFreedomProject.com. That's a good idea for people to follow you because you are sharing breaking info related to this. Thank you for you know, sharing your nephew's story and thank you for helping the families of these January 6th political prisoners. Next, Alexandra Bruce will report on a new insurrection that's socially acceptable as soon as we get back. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. They're not out to tell you the truth of what's happening. They're out to tell you the picture of the world that they represent. The mission of the Epoch Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements and facts, and prevent people from being misled. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would ensnare this country in ignorance, and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. Subscribe today to our digital edition at theepochtimes.com and join the Americans who are seeking truth and tradition. Read the difference in all your devices. We'd love to have you on board. Alexandra Bruce is the publisher of ForbiddenKnowledgeTV.net. She curates stories from the, you know, before they break in the mainstream. She's got it on her newsletter. Make sure you subscribe to that. Alexandra, what do you have for us today? Well, well, it's it's unfathomable and outrageous what's happening to these January 6th prisoners. And thank God for people like Cynthia and who are doing the work that they do. Uh, so breaking news today is that uh, Zero Hedge reports that Uvalde Police Chief Pete Arredondo was put on administrative leave on yesterday. This was uh, published late last night. Um, and this was just one day after the Austin American Statesman and KVU released a bombshell report, which revealed that officers were well equipped to neutralize Rob Elementary mass shooter Salvador Ramos, yet were ordered not to engage for most of the 77 minutes that they were on the scene. Ramos killed 19 fourth graders and two teachers, while police, who we now know had semi-automatic rifles and ballistic shields, waited outside until a member of the Border Patrol's tactical unit ignored orders and entered the classroom, killing Ramos. Arredondo's lawyer said that he, his client didn't think that the incident, he was the incident commander on the scene since he was acting as a first responder to the shooting, sitting there and doing nothing and actually arresting people who were trying to go in. So uh, Arredondo was then, like a few days later, sworn in as a city council member at the end of last month. And now Uvalde Mary, uh, Mayor Don McLaughlin announced that Rob Elementary will be demolished, you know, to destroy the evidence. You know, he's saying that no child or teacher should return to the site of the massacre. You can never ask a child to go back or a teacher to go back in that school ever. Yeah, because we have to destroy the evidence. It, this whole thing stinks to high heaven. Jeffrey Prather was saying on his podcast a few days ago that he thinks that what, the message that they were trying to achieve with this false flag was that even a mass of armed people, you know, couldn't, were no match for one shooter. And that's why nobody should have guns. And we should be like China, where you see all those uh, hazmat wearing cops. Nobody has any guns in China. Like they just all walk around like marshmallow cops, you know, just sort of tackling each other. So in a never before seen video, a witness claims that Antifa members were escorted by the Capitol Police in three large white passenger vans to the west end of the Capitol building, where they proceeded to enact the simulated terrorist attack now being used by the federal government to declare war on domestic terrorism against Americans who believe in the Constitution. Evangelist preacher Stan Lovins was on with Stu Peters yesterday saying, these three vans were being escorted by the Capitol Police from the tunnels 
underneath the mall. They come, came up out. I heard the sirens go off and they made a way to clear the path when they were pulled right in front of us. And as they did, I looked inside the window and I saw what appeared to be Antifa. Because these three vans were being escorted by the Capitol Police from the tunnels uh, under the mall. They came up out and I heard the, the sirens go off and they, they made a way to clear the path. And then they pulled right in front of us. And as they did, I looked inside the window and I, I saw what appeared to be Antifa. And so they were being escorted by uh, the Capitol Police. And then they pulled down about a block and they pulled off the side of the road to, to um, let them out. And as they, as they did, there was an officer that immediately uh, jumped out of his vehicle. Now, I was about a block away at this time, as you'll see in the video. Uh, but there was people walking right by these vans and they had taken out their phones. They started recording. And then as they started recording, immediately the officer told them to uh, put their cameras up, uh, put their iPhones up or their phones down and and uh, just made, started making some kind of irrational uh, commands at this point because they were trying to hide this. Um. So the west end of the building is where the Capitol Police escorted out Antifa. And this is precisely where the breach and the violence occurred that day. On the east side, we've all seen the footage of people being waved into the Capitol building by Capitol Police, where they were walked through the area reserved for tourists, marked with velvet ropes inside the rotunda, and where we saw grandmas took selfies of themselves, okay? So Stuart, in that video, said that the reason why these people were being escorted uh, by in those vans that we just saw was that sure, they're Antifa BLM, but what does that make them, he says? It makes them feds, that's what they are. They are federal agents, they are provocateurs, and they are terrorists there for one purpose, and that is to overthrow our form of government. Now this preacher, Lovins, who we just saw, says that after the breach and the violence started at the West End, and he was starting to leave, he came upon some federal officers parked to the side who had been told to stand down. And he said to one of them, sir, you know that this is led by Antifa. And the federal agent said, absolutely, twice. He completely confirmed what Lovins had seen in the van and, and said yes. And that then, because he's a minister, the two proceeded to pray together about what was happening. And so uh, meanwhile, this is what happened at the state capitol in Wisconsin yesterday. I don't know. Does that look kind of insurrection-y to you? Because uh, this was what happened. <laughs> nobody was arrested and nobody had any problem because they're peaceful. Um, this was a Planned Parenthood pro-abortion uh, activist who swarmed Wisconsin state capitol as the GOP blocked an attempt to overturn the abortion ban there. And so yesterday or day before yesterday, Southwest airline pilots picketed outside of Love Field in Dallas for a demonstration in what they're calling the largest display of unity in Southwest Airlines history. It was led by the Southwest Pilots Association, the union that is representing the pilots. And so we have uh, memeologist Blake Barnell, who is probably better known to most of us as Brick Suit. And he breaks down what really happened when Joe Biden fell off his bike in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, on Saturday. By now, you may have seen this clip of Joe Biden falling off of his bicycle rather unceremoniously. And if you guess that the reason was because a small child was in the crowd, you'd be right. Now, yesterday, I actually put out a tweet about that before any of this other footage came out, wondering why exactly was Joe stopping? And it turns out that I was correct. There was a kid in the crowd. Now, normally at this part in their ride, the Bidens will peel off to the right, follow the bike path there. So, and as you can see from these other photos, they've done that. And you can see in the video from yesterday, Jill Biden wearing that magenta jacket. She's going off to the right, but not Joe. Joe makes a slight steering correction and heads straight towards someone he sees in the crowd. And here's a clip from afterwards. You can see as Joe gets up, he starts talking to someone, bending down, talking to someone in the crowd. Now, there's no wheelchair there. 
and Robert Reich is nowhere in the vicinity. And here you can see a ponytail, so we know he's talking to a small girl. And actually, photos surfaced afterwards, showing the two of them together. So I don't know what they were discussing that was so important that Joe had to stop. Maybe it was inflation, uh, price of gas, situation in Ukraine, the open border, fall of the American economy, or perhaps just he needs to know what type of shampoo she was using. So there it is. Joe Biden crashed yesterday because he was so excited to see a small girl in the crowd that he couldn't remember how to get his feet out of the pedals. So the pedophile in chief crashed his bike because he was so excited to see a small girl in the crowd that he couldn't remember how to get his feet out of the pedals. And in case you missed this on Tuesday, Biden said, we need more money. We don't just need more money for vaccines for children. We need more money to plan for the second pandemic. There's going to be another pandemic, he said. At least this year, we, we do need more money. But we don't just need more money for vaccines for children eventually. We need more money to plan for the second pandemic. There's going to be another pandemic. We have to think ahead. And that's not something the last outfit did very well. That's something we've been doing for fairly well. That's why we need the money. Thank you all. You know, and he's doing that because Pfizer is shaking him down. Okay, Pfizer CEO Albert Bourla proclaims that he's almost certain that people will have to take a COVID shot every year. Uh, your company with your partner BioNTech and Moderna, the other company, have both uh, pioneered the use of messenger RNA, which can easily be reprogrammed every time the spike protein of a coronavirus uh, evolves or changes. Do you think we're going to get updated mRNA vaccines every season that will be directed to each new variation of the coronavirus? And will we have to take those shots every year? I'm almost certain about it. And I say almost certain because, of course, regulators have the final say in all of that. But that's the beauty of mRNA. You can adapt your vaccine just by changing the sequencing, which is a very minor change, either manufacturing or in the properties of the vaccine, safety or efficacy, but can make a huge difference in the way that responds to the virus. So for this reason, I'm very confident that we will be able to respond very, very fast to every new variant. All right, let's turn to Mike Barnacle, who had a question uh, yesterday about the COVID vaccine that he just couldn't get an You know, the whole setup there, the way the anchor uh, sets up the question, it, it's just paid content. You know, it's brought to you by Pfizer. And then he say, oh, no, it's the regulators have the final say. Well, we saw how they just like rushed in this, this thing to, to inject six-month-old babies. Okay, it's we're really living in terrifying times right now. So we have also the object of Trump's most perplexing endorsement. Dr. Oz has dropped Trump from branding in a campaign shift. And for your moment of zen, here's a great video released by the Daily Wire a few days ago that I've entitled CNN Sucks. This brand new research by Gallup says American trust in the mass media is at its lowest point since 2016 and near a record low overall. Jeff Zucker has announced his immediate resignation as the president of CNN. This comes amid an investigation into what Jeff Zucker calls a consensual relationship. What happened and where CNN goes from here? You were caught masturbating on camera. You since then have been on leave from CNN. Do I have all that right? Um, you got it all right. Sad to say. The biggest media story this weekend, it's the firing of Chris Cuomo from this network, CNN. Late Wednesday, a lawyer contacted CNN with a sexual misconduct complaint about Cuomo. Joining me now, the man who accused Don Lemon of sexual assault. His accuser claims Lemon started rubbing himself. But the even bigger point, I think, is about what the press is. Is it produced by reporters or by repeaters? Repeaters are the talk radio shouters. They're on TV and radio telling the same story every day. President Trump. President Trump. President Trump. 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 Trump.
Repeaters are Twitter trolls who anonymously amplify propaganda and try to wear the rest of us down with their repetition. January 6th. 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 Repetition. January 6th insurrection. The insurrection. The insurrection. The insurrection. The insurrection. The insurrection. 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 Repetition. 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 So much of what they are repeating is from reporters, from the people paid to figure out what is true. Widely held conspiracy theory that the coronavirus was created in a Chinese laboratory. Dr. Fauci, thank you uh, for keeping it straight. Thank you for fighting the good fight. We know the science. We know that masks work. What we have now is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. This is really now a pandemic of the unvaccinated. This is now a pandemic of the unvaccinated. This is now a pandemic of the unvaccinated. This is now a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Much of the dossier has been corroborated. What does Putin have on Trump? Has Trump been compromised? But it does look like that young man to me is taunting the Native American Vietnam vet and he's in his face. There is no evidence of any wrongdoing by either Hunter or Joe Biden. There's no evidence of wrongdoing by either Joe or Hunter Biden. What you're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations that have been burning in Kenosha. But this isn't about ideology. The biggest terror threat in this country comes from radicals on the far right, primarily white men. As a white woman, aware of my own privilege in this country, I am so angry, and I can't even begin. Now, too many see the protests as the problem. No, the problem is what forced your fellow citizens to take to the streets. A few moments later. We're here inside CNN Center. Taping. We just threw something on fire, Chris. Yep. Something's on fire. Nick, you all right? We're getting out of here, Chris. All right. We are not fake news. We are real news. And now the two faces of Hillary Clinton are coming out. The fact through WikiLeaks that she says one thing uh, and... Oh, no. All right, let's see if we can get Congressman Collins back. Obviously, we just lost the satellite feed. That sucks. Routinely at these rallies, we are hearing a chance of uh, CNN sucks. This is CNN, the most trusted name in the world. CNN sucks, man. Thank you, Alexandra, for that presentation. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, I want to discuss some of these topics with you. Government-induced inflation, taxes, rising interest rates, and political instability, they all have a crushing effect on our investments, often causing the stock market to go down. They can also cause gold and silver to go up. There's a time to be in stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, and there's a time to get out. This is the time to hold gold and silver. Kirk Elliott, double PhD, has been protecting individual Americans' assets for more than two decades. Hi, I'm Kirk Elliott. There's no such thing as a bad investment. There's only bad timing for investments. And now is the time to own gold and silver. Now is the time to own physical metals in an IRA, a 401k, and of course, outside of a retirement plan. Don't let the government destroy your hard-earned assets. Please call 720-605-3900. 720-605-3900 for gold, silver, and undeniable economic protection against out-of-control government. to Alexandra Bruce from ForbiddenKnowledgeTV.net. Alexandra, I wanted to talk to you about this Uvalde false flag mystery here. You know, we've got just little bits of information that come out every once in a while. And one was the surveillance footage of those cops just standing around doing nothing with weapons and everything. And one of the, the people, his daughter was supposed to be in there and he was still standing there doing nothing uh, th this just boggles the mind. Do you know of any researchers or any groups who are really digging into this and that you're checking in on their updates and analysis? Um, you know, I, ha I have to confess something about this story is that it, I find it, I, I'm just practically ignoring it. I hate it. I hate it so much that I can't even look at it. I I'm like really traumatized and, and angry about it. So I'm not a good person to ask. I'm sorry to say. I mean, I just. <laughs> that's OK. You know? I mean, I, I think a lot of people feel that way. And I think that's that's kind of the point is that it's trauma based mind control. So it's something right. so 
so traumatic to anyone to think about or look at that it's easier to just look for the solution that they try to hand you on a golden platter, which is take away all the guns, right? Right. Uh, but, you know, this is something that truthers like yourself, and uh, we're going to have to continue to report on it. And I'm glad that you did bring up one of those updates today. How about Antifa? Because that story of them being escorted, it didn't surprise me at all. Because if this was, as I believe it was, a planned operation, they would definitely try to make use of the terrain that only they had access to, like these tunnels, for example, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, because that's off limits to most people. So uh, it, it's, that's actually incredible that he's come out with that. I had never heard this before. So hopefully now people who are around there who might have some cell phone you know, video of this can f get other angles and maybe closer angles of, of what happened there. Um, but yeah, yeah it kind I of mean, reminds it me of the Biden video of him falling off the bike, you know, he was looking for that other camera angle to try to triangulate things and figure right, exactly. it out. And if we can do that with, with uh, citizen footage, that is, mm -hmm. you know, admissible in court. That's evidence, right? Yep, exactly. And that's, uh, yeah, that, I think he did a spectacular job of sort of uh, looking at the map and figuring out what actually happened and asking and just, and also knowing his gut instinct that it probably was that and he found it. Just, you know, we, we've seen enough, you know, his obsession. And I really do think that what's going on here with uh, the Biden family, I think that they, they're all um, MKUltra victims. They're all, uh, you know, monarch sexual programming. You know, you, basically, they've all had sex with each other or something in that family. It's just horrifying. Well, uh, yeah, the more you look into it. maybe you've seen um, Joe Biden kiss his granddaughter on the lips. That was disturbing. Yeah. He does Frequently. make a beeline for children. And, you know, yeah. this would be one thing Always. if he was just trying to be one of those charismatic politicians that likes right. to kiss right. babies and all this stuff. But it is bizarre the way he, we've all seen the footage of him fondling yeah. uh, kids in public. And it is, it, it is, and, and many other things of people talking to him in earpieces and giving him commands. Perhaps Jill is one of his handlers because it, it does seem like she runs the show more more than him, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And even, uh, yeah, some people were trying to draft her to succeed him instead of Kamala. And uh, but what is it? Tori says uh, the other day, she she said that Kamala will be sworn in before the end of the year. She will be our president. That that wouldn't surprise me. I mean, uh, he mm -hmm. doesn't seem fit for the job and the, yeah. they might try to get someone else in there. But the thing is, Kamala is not any more popular than he is, is she? No, no, I think she's, I think she's actually less popular. Uh, and she's seems to be equally demented as well. You know, it's incredible if she doesn't have a yeah, script. She, she always her, seems to cackle at the wrong moment. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, when, whenever she's speaking extemporaneously, she's like, that's bad. <laughs> you know, and that's like, that's it. It's just, it's yeah. unbelievable. Or she just says the same thing. <laughs> she just says the same thing in opposite ways. Like, uh, yeah. you know, Having a shortage of water where you don't have as much water as you normally do, which is right. the definition right. of shortage, uh, is bad. Yeah. Cackle, cackle, cackle. Uh, so, yeah. you know, it, it, she's Terrible. the wrong person for the job, too. If they're looking for one of these Obama, smooth, slick, charismatic type of guys, it's going to be able to convince everyone that inflation is awesome. Uh, I don't think it's going to work for them. So, you know, who else could be in the wings waiting besides Kamala? Well, I think that the the heir apparent of this of the deep state is Pete Buttigieg, absolutely. Um, you know, right? It's and, and it's incredible because they really try to paint him as this soft, you know, homosexual who's, uh, you know, wants to be kind and gentle to young homosexual boys and to tell them that it's okay that you're gay and whatever. And um, you know, what uh, brassballs.blog uh, who's uh, he's Harry the uh, Harry the Greek is his name I don't know what his real name is but he's a I think he's a retired intelligence guy and he went digging into Pete Buttigieg's uh records and so you know he was Buttigieg was mayor of South Bend Indiana for I think about four years but for half of that time he was actually deployed to Afghanistan but then when you go look he wasn't even in Afghanistan he was in the Horn of Africa uh, helping, you know, the Safari Club, the CIA, 
to uh, deal weapons to, I think, South Sudan, which at that point was seceding from the whole of Sudan and became its own country because I think they just discovered one of the largest oil fields in that area. So this is, he is like, he is deep state, Pete. He is, he, he is wants just to be Hillary. glowing. <laughs> In this cover story of him being a soft-spoken homosexual is yeah. is just a cover story. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, but I think you're right. He, he's a good good nominee there because whoever Netflix would cast in one of their woke uh, sitcoms, like uh, the, the diversity uh, token person would be who they would want to have as president. Because if you don't like the gay guy, then you're a bigot, right? So you can't right. possibly... Uh, disagree with his politics anymore could you indeed and then you know he he uh, adopted these uh, two infants and it reminds me of um justice uh, roberts and how he did the same thing and how according to john mcgreevy who's running for uh, congress in maryland who is uh who's been working in the intelligence community since he was a teen they basically, a lot of people I'm discovering are, are I, I know someone else and that's what Tori says is she's another person like that who really have, you know, IQs of over 200 and uh, are tapped by the government very young who have, you know, extraordinary math skills and stuff. And that's John McGreevy. And he worked at Fort Detrick. He worked under Fauci and he's worked, you know, he's an incredible mathematician. He's worked in other things, but you need great math skills to do these kinds of uh, chemi chemistry and, and virus stuff because that's really it's all math at the end of the day and uh what he says because he's also you know he's been around the block he says that justice roberts basically used his two adopted children to pimp them out uh and to actually get compromising footage of people having sex with his infant his toddler three-year-old children to have that over them like this is the kind of evil that we're dealing with it's just, it's unfathomable. Yes, it's, it's hard it's, to, to wrap your head around. I know those are just allegations. They're not proven, but uh, I have heard this type of thing before. If you look at uh, Psycho Joe on Morning Joe, he actually used to be a kitty pageant person who ran kitty pageants. That was his career before he was a politician. And these pageants, as you know, are, are known for uh, grooming uh, and pimping children out. So it does make you wonder how he climbed uh, the political ladder as well. And right. speaking of adopted children, why is it the celebrities always like to collect a million uh, adopted children and have surrogate mothers and all this stuff? Why don't they just have kids like normal way like everyone else does? Uh, it seems right. to be a pattern. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, I mean, it, it bears uh, further investigation. I mean, I, I read Mommy Dearest when it came out at the time and um, you know, she didn't say anything about being pimped by her by Joan Crawford, her mother, but uh, that she was this subject of incredible abuse. Who knows? Maybe there was some trauma-based mind control there that she still hadn't accessed, maybe hidden memories. I don't know. I, I have read a lot of uh, stuff. One of the most seminal and I think important books that anyone can read is uh, Kathy O'Brien's Transformation of America. And actually, after you read that, it's like the world opens up for you. You begin to see that this stuff is like kind of lurking everywhere. It's uh, quite phenomenal. It's, it's, it's a tough read. And actually, what it was originally was um, these were, uh, it was legal documents, legal testimony for her case to get her daughter back from the daughter had been interned in, um, in, a, in a, you know, mental asylum. And she was trying to explain this is, this is like the worst place for her. They're torturing her more. They're programming her more there. This is where they do that stuff. And uh, actually the, the case was dismissed for national security reasons. And then the lawyer said, you know what? You better publish this to cover yourself, you know, to get this stuff out there. And so that's really that what that book me is. Many, um, many professional musicians that are told that they need to stay on drugs by their producers and managers and so forth. Oh, really? And then these rehab facilities possibly are, you know, places where they're programmed as well. Uh, but yeah, you can start to see mind control everywhere once you learn what it is. Even terrorists, uh, you know, domestic terrorists like Antifa and BLM or, or, or ISIS abroad, you know, these could all be trauma-based uh, 
victims, Absolutely. really, when you think about it, who are activated. Absolutely. I, I think that that's 100% what's going on. Those madrasas where you see the little boys, the little six-year-old boys having to memorize the Quran and you know, shaking their head. I mean, it's it's programming. And this is unfortunately, it's just taking advantage of the way the human mind works and how suggestion works and how how we make meaning out of chaos around us. It's really, we are meaning making machines in a way. I don't want to sound like Yuval Harari here, but there is a, a thing that's going on with the way that uh, the human mind works. And and, uh, and this is what's being exploited by mind control techniques and by propaganda and by the mainstream media, by Fauci, you know, by, by Albert Borla, by everyone. They, they are really using uh, mind control techniques on us uh, in, a, in a bought and paid for media that, that programs us. And really the best thing that I can recommend is just to avoid all mainstream media because it's yeah, just it has now been weaponized. The TV. <laughs> yeah, it's been weaponized right? against you. Uh, because you. Uh, yeah, they're going to show you uh, yellow and blue flags and use color coded uh, brainwashing to get you to stand with Ukraine and hate Russia and everything it stands for and to wear a mask and stay six feet apart and stay afraid, right? Because it's fear based mind control. So they're always going to be pushing that fear. The murder hornets, remember them? I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> things that actually. Once again, like COVID was a gigantic hoax, uh, things that there's nothing to be afraid of, like murder hornets, right. and yet they just pump those headlines and keep you afraid all the time and keep you suggestible so that they can implant those, um, those suggestions, those commands, those uh, things for you to be afraid of so that you'll do what they want you to do. And I've seen a really interesting narrative now, which is things like, yes, we're going to have a recession but this is why it's a good thing, right? Like they're just like spinning right. the, the, right. the well, destruction we, of our economy into some right. kind of rosy picture. It's like, like just, you know, it reminds me of, of the type of trauma-based mind control of the people who drank the Kool-Aid and they were like singing songs and all happy until the moment they killed themselves. It, it, it's, mm -hmm. it's like that. What are your thoughts? Well, we just saw a really great example of what you're talking about in the speech that Biden gave, the speechwriter was trying to make this this false equivalency that um, you know what would you want Russia's you know Putin's iron fist in Europe or isn't it worth it to pay more for gas and for everything else? It's like no, you know he's trying to program you into oh okay this is good that that everything is more because right. now Putin it's like that no we're getting the, a communist fist we're getting of COVID mandates, right? It is take one for the team, sacrifice yourself. It's all for the greater right. good. And that is the communist based uh, mantra, isn't it? A hundred percent. And that's what communism is. It's, it's basically a large laboratory to uh, <laughs> engage in propaganda and mind control on everyone. And then now with the AI and with these, uh, the vaccine passports, like there was a bank run in China last week, and uh, people lost their life savings. The banks closed. They tried to go get their money. The bank was closed. That's it. Done. And then people wanted to protest in front of the bank. And all of their vaccine passports uh, turned red and they all had to be quarantined. So this is what they want to bring here. That was easy this to shut down that protest. <laughs> right, exactly. Just change Very the easy. color of your QR code. You're not allowed to use public right. transport. You're not allowed to do whatever and you can't go to the protest. Uh, so yeah, you're right. That's that's the whole model, the social credit system in China. Yeah. That's the what Davos crowd wants to to roll out in the West. Uh, but right. because we know about their plan, it's a lot easier to resist it. And they haven't been successful with the COVID vaccine passports yet. Although they're trying to you know do backdoor versions of it state to state. But we have to be vigilant here. Uh, last topic I want to cover with you, Alexandra, is the. <laughs> what looked like an insurrection to me, when those leftists went in and occupied state capital peacefully, like they weren't hurting anyone, right? But it, they were getting rowdy. It was about yeah. the same level of rowdiness as January 6th. So uh, yeah. what a double standard. Do you think this could wake people up? Or do you think this people who are convinced are just convinced no matter what you show them? That's a really good question, because they have really... Um... See, the whole way that, that they're doing this is by uh, attaching it to partisanship. This is, the, this is how the programming succeeds. And, um, you know, 
but when you see unequal justice like that, it really means, you know, basically the social contract is, is, has been broken. We are absolutely living in a, in, a, in a broken system and we are, you know, maybe two or three clicks away from communist China right now. I think Canada is one click away. You know, you saw what happened to the truckers. Yeah. Thousands of people had their well, bank accounts seized. The gun grab seized. is certainly a lot more advanced in, in Canada. So you're right, Australia and Canada are much further along the timeline than we are, which means we need to be that much more vigilant. Uh, we've run out of time. Alexandra Bruce from ForbiddenKnowledgeTV.net. Make sure you subscribe to her newsletter. And thank you for watching AmericanMediaPeriscope.com. We are America's patriot-only network. You can also reach us at ampnews.us. You can get my breaking news updates at seanmorganreport.com. You can also follow me on Truth Social at Sean Morgan Report. God bless all you patriots. Good night and good luck.